But I think that we have learned in the last four years that we just don't really say never anymore. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 172. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a wonderful episode with Sylvie and Jeff. They've been married for about 17 years in the lifestyle for around four years, and they have so much positive energy and excitement in this interview. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a great conversation. So thanks, uh, Sylvie and Jeff, for coming on and being awesome. Uh, they kind of they'll talk obviously talk about a lot of this, but they kind of got into the lifestyle more or less uh, while they were researching for a book that that Sylvie wanted to write, and so uh, that kind of was their their sort of gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of an interesting way to get into it. And so uh, the book that she wrote, or it's a trilogy, uh, it's called The More Trilogy, and the first one is called Fun. And uh, that is the one that's out. She's finishing up the second one, and the third one's coming down the line. Anyway, links to all of the books and everything are in the show notes, so you can find them and learn more about her and everything that she did. And so we're just we're excited to put it out there, and we're excited to, uh, to share that. Yeah, super awesome. So first up, we do have a couple of quick announcements. First, our next virtual meet and greet is tomorrow, March 18th. That's a Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific or 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you don't know what the meet and greets are, they are uh, virtual, obviously, in Zoom. We bring everyone to a big Zoom room. We do some icebreakers, and then you go into breakout rooms, and you get to talk to people and then come back, and you get to we split you up in different breakout rooms throughout the whole time. I swear, it's a lot of fun. I didn't do the best job explaining that. But it is awesome. Last time we had over 40 people sign up, couples and singles. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. So come join us. It's only $10 and it's open to everyone. And to sign up, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab. Yeah, these are a a great way if you're kind of feeling isolated right now or looking to meet other people and get some community around you. And again, as Emma said, they're open to everyone, whether you're single or in a couple or maybe you're in a thruple or a quad whatever it is like it's open we've had every different type of person join and it's it's amazing so thank you to everybody who's come in the past and we're excited to see everybody who's going to join us tomorrow yes we also wanted to thank all of our patreon members we have an amazing patreon community and we just are so thankful for all of you we want to throw a couple quick dates out there for the upcoming patreon calls and all of the more information about what Patreon is will be in the outro. Yes. So our next uh, monthly Q&A is going to be on March 24th. The men's group call is March 23rd. And our women's group call, we actually already had the March one. The next one's going to be in April. Yeah. And so, again, more information about what all those are. But really just think it's a great community. And if you're looking for community, it's definitely something to check out. You can uh, head over to our website. Again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And there's a Patreon tab at the top. And if you head there, you'll be able to find out how to join and everything else that's going on with that. So again, thank you to all of the 150 plus Patreon members, and we'll talk more about what it all is in the outro. 
Yes. And finally, our last announcement here is uh, a reminder about the Power of Witness. So Power of Witness was a series that we did with collaboration with Catherine back in January and February, where we did group coaching with four couples. And it's there were six episodes. I'd encourage you, if you haven't seen it yet or haven't listened yet, go back to January and February and listen to those six episodes. They were released on Fridays. Uh, and it is impactful and powerful and go check it out. But Catherine also has an upcoming cohort for her Power of Witness group coaching series. That um, won't, that not going to be on the podcast. Right. This one's just for you. Right. That won't be on the podcast. It's just going to be the the group of couples and that she's working with um, that's going to be starting on April 12th. And yes, this next cohort that she's doing is couples on April 12th. If you want to sign up, we would highly encourage you to do so. It's awesome. It's a powerful experience. Go Follow the links in our show notes to do so. And if you do use links in the show notes, two things happen. One, you get a discount. And two, we get an affiliate kickback for this. So we we are sort of reimbursed for this and it helps support the show. So if it's something you're thinking of doing, thank you in advance for using the links. And again, check out the show notes on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com for all of that information. And maybe even reach out to us and say hello, let us know how we're doing and yeah, I think that's just about it. Yeah. So now let's go talk to Sylvie and Jeff. Welcome to the show, uh, Sylvie and Jeff. Thanks for being here. Reached out a couple while well, we had to reschedule once because of our own crises. <laughs> so we apologize for that. Thanks for your patience. But welcome, welcome. And uh, we're happy to have you here. Yeah. Thanks for having us, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. Um, do you mind introducing yourselves for for us and for the listeners, and then we'll dive into the dive into the nuts and bolts. Hi, guys. We are Jeff and Sylvie Dean. We are um, we've been married for seventeen years. We've been in the lifestyle for about four, and um, we are what we are. We consider ourselves or identify, I guess, as swingers. Um, that would be the closest way you could categorize yeah. us, other than. Smart asses. Smart ass, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Smart ass swingers. Uh I like it. Smart ass swingers. Yeah, sure. There you go. And we are primarily same room, full swap, but we kind of play at other people's pace too, but we're kind of in it to do everything together. So that's where we are right now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. And I guess I'd love to start back at the beginning, like in the, you've been together 17 years. That's quite a while, you know, throughout those first years of your relationship. Did you ever talk about non-monogamy or different relationship styles? Was any of that modeled for you at any point? No. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, absolutely not. Um, What was it? It was about, we were together maybe 12 years, I want to say. We were together 12 years and uh, actually a business associate of ours, somebody that we did business with. Um, approached us once came and actually talked to me that the husband talked to me um, in the middle of our kind of work day and, uh, and asked if we had, if we were, you know, if we were in the lifestyle or had ever considered such a thing. And I was like, kind of like, Oh no, we're not. And no, we, we've never talked about it at the time back then. um, My husband, we didn't even watch porn together. It was my fault. I mean, it was my fault. I was a retired professional musician that had everything thrown at me, but I was completely monogamous forever. And, you know, you kind of build up a shield when you're in that situation where you're getting stuff, you know, three different girls, three girls at the same time trying to pull you off stage 
and saying, you're coming with us. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. And having to dig my heels in, it, it was it was a little bit crazy yeah. in my so, day. So and- I was very committed to like, okay, I'm not on the road anymore. I would prefer to be family. Yeah. Guy. So we were together 12 years. I was not his wife during the professional musician time or any of that. I, um, I had dabbled a little before my ex-husband and myself, we had invited a girlfriend of mine home a few times and, and I explored women on my own. And so I had, but it was definitely not anything that was on his radar or he was interested in at all. Like I said, we hadn't even watched porn together back then. And I, and I told this to shaming. No, No, it's just the dynamic. I mean, we were just happily in love and married and, but we were, we were really solid couple. And one of the things that he had said, the, the, the husband of the couple that we knew he had said, you know, you guys just seem like you do really well in this lifestyle because it's actually, you know, really solid, um, solid marriages that people are super in love and really open that it really works for. And so we just thought that that might be something you guys would be interested in. And then they told us their story. And I remember it was very cute because he went back and told his wife and she's like, ha, I told you she'd be into it. And he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they had a bet. Yeah, they had a bet. <laughs> so she won. And, uh, but it was very interesting. We just kind of left it at that. And then a couple years went by and, um, we started to kind of pillow talk a few things and get a little rowdier. I think we in, actually said fuck in the bedroom like, for the first time, maybe ever. And open hey, the- I, it wasn't like I came from Catholic school for <laughs> Christ's sake. I was gonna say, if we, you if you had you'd be saying fuck all the time that's that's where right. I came from, right? <laughs> <That all works. laughs> I'm just saying and then we and then we did some pillow talk and we did a little porn watching and um I actually did um I did actually bring um I set us up an, on a date with a gal uh, as a surprise to him because we had pillow talked it enough and which she mentioned while I was walking into work one day on the phone like, oh, by the way, we have a date on Friday night with a girl who wants to fuck us. So um, that's what we're doing. And Get was ready. it on sp- speakerphone? <laughs> no, I think I actually texted it to him at the time and then said, super busy, got to go. And let him sit with it for the day because that was super fun. And <laughs> anyways, we had that adventure and it was very fun. The gal that um, that we that I had met, I actually, it was back in the Craigslist days. I had posted an ad saying that. I wanted to, I wanted my husband to have that opportunity too. And, uh, um, I met and she was, I met with her and she was awesome and we got along great. And, uh, she was, um, her and her husband were separated they had taken like, I think it was six months off. And one of the things she always wanted to explore was to be with a woman. And so she had backed out of a lot of different opportunities to do that because she was nervous, but, um, found that that was something she wanted to explore with us. At the end of the meeting, of course, we found out that we actually had a mutual business partner. Oh, geez, it was ridiculous. It's We live in a pretty small town. So, <laughs> but that also made her feel really comfortable. Like, hey, I know people that you know. That's great. So we did. We had that night and it was, it was fun. But you, it was definitely an experience where it was obvious that she was really exploring being with another woman. So um, even though it was fun and a nice gateway outing. <laughs> it, it, it really was, but it, it also, I mean, it was one of those situations where she, well, not one of those situations, not everybody has all those situations. Um, no, she went ahead and started trying to pay attention to me on purpose, which completely turned me off. 
it wasn't it wasn't because of interest of both of us. It was because of the stated goal, which is fine. So I just backed out and made myself a sandwich. And, and no, you didn't. <laughs> So we did do that and it was very fun and it was, and we talked about it and had fun in the bedroom with it, but we, that was all we had ever done. Yeah. And then um, and a couple years now, go I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Going into those, that first experience, did either of you have any, like, do you remember having any fears or reservations? I actually know. And I think you're addressing me right now. Well, <laughs> either one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think so. Because, right. Because Jeff, you said you were the one who was like, super monogamous man after everything coming off of being yeah a musician. and my my super my super monogamy power was built around preserving relationships that i was in while i was being tempted all over the place all the time uh, it it was just a defense mechanism once sylvie and i got into it and you know role playing and talking and she's asking me would you would you like right before she has an orgasm i'm like you know what i would i mean the first time i'm like this has got to be a trap right (laughs) you're like you're totally testing me because that was my my past but it it was a it was pretty amazing and when we went out and met with her i mean yes butterflies nervous fear i i would not describe it that way we talked about Every in it, and that was, I think, one of the reasons why the original couple had, like I said, approached us is that we we talk about everything, and we talked about, you know, how is this going to make you feel, and how's that going to make you feel, and what if this happens, and what if that happens, and so I feel like we almost lived every scenario that could have happened, and knew that we were going to be fine with that. Ultimately, it was an adventure we were on together, and as long as we were together, it was going to be okay, right. and and it was, and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't, you know, the epitome of of the first best threesome ever, but it was awesome. No, it, was, it was clunky, but it was fun. And we all laughed and Hey, I got to take my wife and another hot girl's clothes off at the same time while they were making out. I mean, it, 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 it was a, it was a good in- introduction yeah. quite honestly. And if she had been all about me in that moment, I, I probably would have reverted back to being defensive of our relationship, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Even well, though, it, even though I knew better. Right. And it's, but it, you touched on that she shifted, the other woman shifted her attention to you and that kind of threw you off. Is that, well, what, did I understand that correct? Well, it, I, I consider myself a very, fairly intuitive human being. Mm-hmm. And I, I really know for sure that it was because she's like, okay, I don't want to leave him out. Mm-hmm. And that's not my thing. I don't no. think that's anybody's thing, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, right. for sure. For sure. Yeah, you so, want to yeah, feel like, like you're together. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to let her take one for the team either. Yeah. <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Yeah, no. I so it was, it, yeah. So it was a good introduction. We did it. And then, except for, like I said, kind of playing out some sexy parts in the bedroom for afterwards, because, you know, post game fun is just as fun as everything else. <laughs> and more. And more. Quite yeah, often. yeah. Quite often. <laughs> Um, but then we just kind of tabled it and not a lot was really said or done for a few years. And then well, we still did stuff. We, well, of course we did stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then, um, but we did, we, we watched some movies and we read some books and I read, um, 
I read a couple novels and like I said, we watched some movies and it, and then we were watching, and I think you guys have mentioned it on the show. Um, we watched the series, you, me, her. Hmm. No, Actually, no, we haven't. Oh, it was an AT&T. It was a ser- AT&T series. Oh, Finn's got a notebook. Yeah. Got to watch yeah. it. No, um, <laughs> and it's, it was a series called you, me, her. And it, and the premise of the story is this married couple in their like forties, they kind of hit a rough patch. They were, they had hit a bump and, I don't know. Somehow, somewhere along the way, he hires an escort to spend time with just to talk. And then she winds up going out with the same escort. Anyways, they wind up with this woman and then they wind up in a, as a thruple. And so it was really fun to watch. I mean, it was a, it's a very fun series and it's a really fun show, but it's dysfunctional as I'll get out. Yeah. The genesis of the relationship. Yeah. It was broken to start. They the, kept secrets from each other. Yeah. It was. It was, and there was drama all the time, and yeah. and we we watched quite a few episodes, and and I remember I, I remember I looked at him and I just said, yeah, I don't I don't think this is how Polly works, you know, it doesn't I don't think people who choose non monogamy it comes from a place of broken and it comes from drama and and disaster and and, all, and yeah and lack and and lies and deceit and betrayal and. And it made me sad. It just really kind of hurt my heart. And we talked about a little bit about that night and I went to bed and the next day I woke up with these characters in my, uh, for a book in my head and they wouldn't stop talking to me. And I thought I sat down and started to write a book about this married couple that had been together for 20 years. They were empty nesters all of a sudden, and they were off kind of just exploring life, just the two of them. And they decided that they wanted to have an adventure with a woman and they wound up open, you know, finding an amazing gal to have a wonderful one night crazy experience with. And they wound up falling in love with her. And it was a story. Like I said, I, it just came to me. I couldn't, I couldn't, they would not stop talking to me. So I just sat down and I started to write it. And um, the first half of the book just wrote itself and it was a real, I loved it. It was really fun. But about halfway through, I told my husband, I'm like, I don't know where this book is going, but I, right now I feel like I, I feel like a fraud because we don't live this life and we aren't these people. And, and we don't even talk to people that, do yeah, this. we don't know anything about this. So, so thus was born the, the research, research project. <laughs> <laughs> So we did. We just decided that we were going to research it a little bit. And we, we, again, Craigslist was still around and we um, found a couple groups that had like some group chats. We invited our original couple that had approached us actually and invited them over for dinner and drinks. And we picked their brain and learned as much as we can. And they're like, well, get into some groups and meet some people, go to the club. Everybody will be you know, open with you. And so we did, we got into some chat groups with just seriously the intent of just research. I just really wanted to meet people who lived a non-monogamous lifestyle and learn more about that and what that was. And so we were in these chat groups and we met some people, you know, just chatting that were super open and they were awesome and told us their stories. And they too said, you should go to the local club. You should go. There's a party on Saturday. You should go. And I remember we decided that we were going to go. We'd go to the club and we would tell everybody what we were doing. We were just researching. And we learned from the group that there was like, I don't know, like three couples from this chat group that were going. So we would, you know, kind of know somebody before we got there. 
But one of the couples that was going on the chat, they were pretty aggressive. They were, they posted all sorts of sexy pictures and videos and all sorts of rowdy things. And I remember telling, I telling Jeff, I'm like, okay, this is the deal. We're going to go and we're going to do research. And, but we're going to stay the hell away from those people because they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> and so we did, we, we went to the club and it was summer. We sat outside on the patio. We told everybody what we we're doing. This giant crowd gathered around us and people were so awesome. They told us their stories, how they got into the lifestyle, what all they did. Um, we Most, drank, we laughed. Mostly the ease and laughter and honesty of mm-hmm. the people that we ran into was just, I don't want to say overwhelming, but. It was but, beautiful. But beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was super, super awesome. It just felt awesome. So we were out there for hours and we drank some drinks and we talked and we talked and we drank some drinks. And at the end of the night, we were on the group bed doing it with the rowdy people. And we were in. <laughs> you were in. It didn't take yeah. that much. <laughs> yeah, we were doing it with the scary people and we were swingers, baby. <laughs> well, in, in the name of research, I don't know if it really counts if it's just research, right? <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it, it was a it was a great eye opener. Actually, just spending a little bit of time with those people and la- mostly just laughing. I mean, for us being newbies, I'm sitting at this table of all of these people, and I, you know, we're both getting hit on here and there, and and people looking at us like they're they're. <laughs> sizing us up for whether they want to have some fun with us later or not. And some of them just absolutely with a not face on that's, but all of it just happened to be so organic and real and genuine that it, it, it we kind of found like we, we felt like we found our peaks. We did. And it, yeah. It, and it also really kind of solidified more and more. We met people and the more we heard their stories and the more then we got into the lifestyle and started you know, finding friends and getting close. And the more we learned about all of that, the more spot on I realized our suspicion was, is that I would say after almost four years now of saying, I officially believe that it's almost four years that we've been in the lifestyle. I mean, 98% of the people that we met have just been fantastic. You know what I mean? They, they are what I suspected. They were solid to begin with. They are super open and honest. They're just good quality people and fantastic relationships. And, and because of that, they can have more. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we went out to find out. And and that's who we found. And, and those people that were scary ended up, we ended up being super close with them and spending a lot of time with them almost exclusively for about six months. Yeah, about six months. And Family get togethers. The kids were best, you know, were super close friends. Their kids were the same age as our kids. And, and yeah, we didn't expect that. And I don't know. I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we were just so new. We didn't know. I mean, we just, wound up like digging the hell out of them. And it was almost impossible to think that we'd go spend time with somebody else. Cause we just, if we had spare time, we wanted to spend time with them. So we did, we were pretty exclusive with these guys for about six months. And, and then it just got, it, it was, it was awesome, but it was overwhelming. And we finally had to kind of slow everything down and can shake back into, and we kind of, we, I guess we experienced a bit of a breakup there and kind of lick our wounds and kind of reset for a few months. And then 
it was that we gave ourselves like about a three month break and then we got back in and we went to the club and we met other people. And now we've just got this such a fantastic network of some of the most beautiful people are very, very closest friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what we did. So how about, I guess you said you're, you have this network of amazing friends. What does non-monogamy look like exactly for you right now? Well, taking COVID out of it, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then where do you expect to go in the future? Well, again, I think we, like I said at the beginning, we are, right now I, we identify as swingers. We are um, primarily same room full swap when couples are also we have um we have explored some separate room stuff in the past when we've spent multiple times with the same couple and you know we're at the the ski condo or whatever and yeah, you know what I mean and there's we're comfortable been, with someone then it's the, yeah it's we've not been necessarily to. has to be same room and yeah. honestly she distracts the hell out of me she's noisy <laughs> She makes noise and I'm trying to, I mean, when I'm with somebody, I'm trying to focus on who they are, which that was another really interesting thing, to be honest. Start off with, okay, these first two, I mean, there's my wife and then this, this girl that I spent a lot of time with, and they're very similar sexually, just, they want some serious, aggressive penetration, like nobody's business. It's like (laughs) full on. Wow. Just. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You guys can bleep that out if you need to. No, you're fine. <laughs> you can it's, say whatever you it's, want. It sounds like it's sounds like you got to do some work. I get you. Yeah, but and then all of a sudden we expanded. A few, yeah, we expanded our our circle, and in a few months later down the road, I, I all of a sudden realized that oh no, I, I kind of like you're being rowdy scared to somebody a little <laughs> bit i didn't want to do that and yeah talk about i know you guys always talk about bloopers and we were reminiscing about that earlier and it was like oh yeah that was one of the first lessons that we learned is that just because your wife of 17 years is this way in your first you know the, our first experience of six months was the same person that's not how all girls tick you know <laughs> and yeah like, and then you have to say oh i have to communicate as much with these guys as i do here and mm-hmm. you know kind of fumble your way through and say you're sorry and <laughs> yeah it's been a minute since i've dated so yeah <laughs> and i just figured okay hey oh gosh i too there i get to spend time with more people like you sweetheart yeah, no, not like <laughs> no, no, yeah. no it's not always like that yeah so. <laughs> yeah, so yeah that's, no, it's, it's important that's a, i mean that's a great lesson and thank you for pointing it out that like yeah everybody runs a little bit different. Everybody works a little different and you, you kind of have to figure that out and it's just good communication. For sure. And then that's just the super, that's the super fun part too, is that, you know, meeting new people and, you know, see, see what makes them tick and everything. Sitting down for a drink. So how do you feel about swings? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess that's where we are right now. We, um, it's so interesting to see the different definitions of, you know, what is poly and what is this and what is that? And, you know, and I, I hear some definitions where, you know, poly is really more about that emotional connection and having, you know, we definitely have really close friends, friends that we've been, you know, people we've been friends with for three and four years that we, you know, have family barbecues and go on vacation and do things with that are super, that we do have a, a very strong emotional connection with, um, but we have never dated separately. Well, except for that there was a meet and greet that 
I was under the weather a few years back. And so was the husband of some friends that we spent time with. We're like, you two go. So they went off together and shocked the shit out of all of our friends. Like, what the hell are you two doing here together? You know, but it was an off premise. It it was a full on vanilla meet and greet. Well, it wasn't full on vanilla, but it was not in a, it wasn't at the club or anything. So, (laughs) but I, but I, you know, and we, especially with doing, you know, talking about the book and, and where that, you know, where our characters have gone, you know, where those characters have gone. And we talk a lot about that, like, okay, what if this was us? And what, you know, what do we know? And we know that these people deal with that that way. And, you know, we're always talking. Mm -hmm. It hasn't come up yet that we've done any dating separately, but I think that we have learned in the last four years that we just don't really say never anymore. You know, we thought we would never do separate room and well, we have, you know, we thought we would never, I thought I'd never send my husband to us to a lifestyle party without me. And we have, you know, it's just, there's been, I thought I'd never send her over to your office to give you a blowjob, but I did. Oh, that's no. right. Oh, I <laughs> forgot about that. That was, oh, one. that was So, so I think that we just, we, we just will never say never. We're, we're, we're never leaving, you know, we have no intention to leave in the lifestyle. It fits, it works for us. It works for us. Yeah. We're very happy. So. And honestly, I, yeah, I was going to say kind of the same thing to answer your question. Uh, you know, the, the last part of the question of, of what are we, you know, what are we, where are we heading in the future? We don't know. And honestly, I will challenge anybody to answer that question honestly and feel like they have the answer right this minute. Oh, nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. And we find ebbs and flows in, in, in living in the lifestyle too. Like we will, you know, like I say, get COVID out of the picture, but you know, we will find ourselves, you know, with this great big circle and we're going out, it seems like we're going out, you know, once or twice a weekend or, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then we don't really go out for three months because it's, oh, it's just, it's almost like this built in. Okay we just need a little bit of a break just to be stable and just be, you know, not that not when we are playing or not stable, it's just sometimes it can be overwhelming and just be a lot. And so we'll just find ourselves not making dates for three months. And then all of a sudden we go on dates again. So we, I think we kind of self-regulate pretty well, just naturally really. Yeah. And I, I, I actually, I wish that for everyone that's doing this, honestly just being able to have the have the ability to you know what let's just bring it in for a minute just because well that's awesome too and then bring it back out Uh, yeah i mean you can cut that part if you'd like because i i know there's a there's a lot of polyamorous that i mean that would cut somebody else out and i wouldn't want to do that if we were in a relationship at that level, there's no, there's no way in hell I, I would ever want to make somebody else feel left out. Right. But, but our dynamic, that's, that's just the way we that's work. just where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. If we were in that situation, it, it would be different. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What are, um, over the last couple of years, since you two started doing this, what are a couple ways that you've seen each other grow, um, you know, in, as individuals, well, my belly oh, is gone. It's gone. It's mine. It's not as much. It's grown inward. <laughs> no. It's been really fun for me to watch my husband explore sexuality in a really safe 
and comfortable way. Um, I've always, I've always been super comfortable with my body and sex and sexuality and people and flirting and just people. I'm just really, and he's always been someone who just loves and appreciates people, but has never really allowed himself to explore that side of himself before. And that has been one of my most favorite things to watch is to watch him. Number one, know that it's okay to feel sexy and desirable and, and, and well, be attracted to and and have feelings for someone other than me. And just to be, just to experience how awesome it is to have that connection with another human being. And that's been and well, then to watch him, I mean, when you're, when you're with someone for 17 years, I mean, I've heard all of his stories, then, but to hear his stories as he tells them to someone else and watch their eyes light up and watch them adore my husband, that has just been something that is just that, that I guess that whole compersion thing I learned just, I learned compersion just recently, actually, what that actually meant. I, I talked about it for a long time, but there's a word. I love that. I mean, that is the sexiest thing ever is to watch someone just absolutely understand, dig and adore this man that is the most important person in my life. And I'm just, it's just a beautiful feeling. That's been something that I've really watched. And I think the, I think the whole acceptance and, and, um, um, body positive, sex positive, um, environment is something that's really been a wow for me. And is really something that's changed me as well. I, I've never been the skinniest girl and I have never let that hold me back, but I mean, I had my own, you know, insecurities about that. And I have never felt more free and more beautiful than I have since we've been in this lifestyle. And I am, I'm not the heaviest I've ever been, but I'm not the skinniest I've ever been either. And I love that. I mean, it's amazing. Like I said, it's amazing how confident and beautiful you can feel when you're around people who are just open and confident and beautiful too. Yes, a hundred percent. And I agree with you completely. It gives you a new sense of confidence that I honestly, I don't know if you can really get any other way sometimes like, cause just being in that environment is so different. Yeah. And I've just seen like, you know, my, our vanilla friends, you know, they listening to them and, you know, no hierarchy or judgment ever. No. And that's another thing. Oh gosh, no judgment. I love no judgment. I mean, we have so many, we have a, you know, we have a girls group that meets a lifestyle girls and it's just so beautiful to be around a bunch of girls who number one, most of them are bisexual, which feels awesome to me and you know who enjoy sex and who are open and who have no judgment and I think that unfortunately the judgment when you feel insecure that judgment quite often comes from women not necessarily mm-hmm. from men mm-hmm. so to be to have this fantastic network and community of like-minded women that are so positive is just been fantastic as well I've always I've always had you know a good amount of really solid girlfriends in my life. But if you asked me if I wanted to hang out with 20 guys on a Saturday or 20 girls, I'd choose the guys any day of the week, you know, and now, now not so much, you know, now I got, now I got my girls. I think you're lying. Well, (laughs) (laughs) don't, don't make me choose. (laughs) No, but then I also, like I said, I will have conversations with, you know, some vanilla friends and they're talking about their husbands and things that they're challenged with. And, 
it's always, it is amazing to me that just that whole, why, why don't you tell him or why don't, why aren't you guys talking about this? Why aren't you? And I forget sometimes because we do have such a large circle of lifestyle friends that are, that, that are so open and honest with their partners and they're open and honest to share those struggles and things that they've been through with us as well. And to watch other couples navigate and not have that openness and that dialogue and that conversation, it, it hurts my heart sometimes. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, you don't that whole that that whole part of this world. I mean, we were that way to begin with, but then it was like on steroids. I mean, we we talk about everything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's thank you for sharing. Um, and I I should have answered first because there's no way in hell I'm following that up. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even want to give it a try good answers wife good answers <laughs> no i i i mean i've definitely grown a ton during all of this and a lot of it was i, I mean i was never a judgmental person ever which actually you know kind of got me in trouble sometimes I, well you know <laughs> See, there's my answer. You win. <laughs> no, I was I was never a judgmental person at, at all. But like I said, I still had that that shield around me for a long time in that way. And and to become that vulnerable and trust in a relationship that is, I mean, it, it's strongly founded on all the right things. But that makes it even more precious, right? So if you're coming into this from that from that background of protect the relationship and monogamy is the biggest way to do so, that's a that's a whole different ballgame. You have to really wrap your head around. Wait a minute. Actually, this is, this doesn't have to be this way. And yeah. then and then to to feel it become not threatening, but actually more. I mean, it is. We the first time we went and played, like full on played with people, full swap that that night in the you know the the room in front of everybody and the whole thing. We just we were on our way home. I mean, Sylvie was just wearing a tank top actually in the car, nothing else. And we're just driving across state lines. You don't, don't worry about it, everybody. We had this. But <laughs> no, we, we were heading home, and we both had a quick conversation, just a tiny little one. It was seriously a moment where we both mentioned that, hey, this is just like us, except for more. Yeah. And it meant so much to us, and it was real. We, we both felt yeah. it. Yeah. And I think the only other thing I would add to that is when you said that you protect that number one relationship the most and, you know, monogamy is the way to do that. It's so interesting that that's actually turned out not to be the case is that we've allowed ourselves to be a hundred percent ourselves individually and together. And ultimately no matter who we've spent time with, 
we're always going to choose each other. When we wake up the next day and, you know, that's, I mean, we, I choose him. I want to go home with him and I want to share all of this with him. So it actually is the opposite of that. I feel like our relationship is more protected because we've opened it up than it ever was when, you know, ever could be the other way. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know that, you know, open, opening a relationship is a, can be a challenge and it's, I think it's amazing to look back and see the growth in each of you as well. Um, One thing we talk about a lot on the show is sexual health and safety and also physical health and safety. And wanted to see if you guys would be willing to share a little bit about how you protect yourselves and keep yourselves and others safe um, in the non-monogamous dynamic that you have. Absolutely. Basically, we just make sure that we have condoms handy with us and are always prepared because we learned very early on that, oh, no, we're just going to go meet and have a drink with them. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh we really wanted to play and now we can't play. It, it just happens. Yeah, we're always, we're always so. protected. We do, as I said, again, the whole COVID thing. We usually, um, we usually are tested every six months. You know, we mm-hmm. make sure that we're, you know, safe. There's, you know, that we're. And we ask as well. I mean, we ask our partners and we're always protected. I remember the very, when we came prepared to the, we came prepared to the club that very first night. Cause you know, you never know. And we did, we did talk about what we might do, what not might not we do. And we, we just ultimately promised each other that no matter what happened, it was going to be okay. That everything was going to be okay, regardless of if we just went and talked and we went home or what, you know, if we started something and then we left or whatever happened, but we came prepared. And I remember going to the, the toy store down the street and I'm like, okay. And I had a list and I'm like, I need these things I've never heard of before. And this stuff I never, and the gal's like, good for you. Where are you going? You're going to the club. Good for you. Come here, come here, come here. And she loaded up like that. <laughs> I mean, we were, you know, really, 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 you know, cautious and all of that. And, and we still are. Absolutely. But it was just a few months later from that first experience that we found ourselves unprepared. <laughs> that we're, say nothing. we're like, oh, we're veterans now. We know what's going on. This is just going to be, a, we're going to go have drinks with these guys and see if we might want to connect in the future. And things just immediately got hot and heavy with this couple that we had great chemistry with. And we had to shut it down. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> Isn't there a gas station really close to here somewhere? What's going on? Go in and use uh, the vending machine in the bathroom <laughs> yeah, at the truck exactly. stop. No, never, never trust those. I've been told that. I, I'm not going to make rookie mistakes based on what somebody else. <laughs> some stage gives me advice like that, and it's already in my soul that I should never trust a vending machine condom. I'm going to go with that. I like that. That that might be the sagest advice we've gotten on the show. Yeah. <laughs> never, never trust a vending machine condom. <laughs> I was unaware that this was a thing. Thank you for sharing it. <laughs> and I have no evidence to back this up, but it seems logical. I know, so right? I'm it just seems gonna, logical. We're just, we're doesn't, just gonna, it just, doesn't it just feel right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, man. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that you mentioned bloopers earlier, but we wanted to say, ask if you had any other bloopers that you'd want to share well we were when we were reminiscing about that knowing the question was coming one of the things that we that was just today for me by the way (laughs) (laughs) i got nothing no No, i'm just kidding we actually you know we, we were talking and i'm like well i guess we could say that we 
that we took our very first experience and turned it into basically a six month relationship. And it was overwhelming and it was a lot. And we did experience kind of a heartbreak and a breakup that really was, it was really rough for us to get over. And we, like I said, our kids are friends with their kids. And it was, it was, we chatted all day and we saw each other during the week and multiple times. And, you know, we hung out separately and together, you know, the guys went out and the girls went out and, and, uh, that I said, I was saying, well, maybe that was, but the funny thing was, is that when we wound up in that playroom and we played with those guys, we weren't surprised that we had done that. We were researching. I went, we were, we were researching for the book and we weren't trying to fall in love, but we did. We absolutely fell head over heels in love with not only the couple, but their whole family, every single one of their children. And I remember the more thing didn't actually come about on that ride home. The more came about when we were really connected with those guys for months and months. And we're like, wow, you know, like this feels like it's supposed to be wrong and it feels like it's supposed to be dirty. And it feels like we should maybe, is this, you know, is this okay? Can we do this? And we just talked and talked and we're like, you know what it is? It, it, it's not wrong. And it's not that it, it's just, more. There's just more love in our life. And so even though it was really heartbreaking when we all just went too far and too fast and we wound up having to kind of put on the brakes and and we did experience that breakup, in all reality, we got an opportunity to feel exactly what we were trying to feel in a way when we were doing, we weren't trying to feel that with the research. We just wanted to know if it was out there. And we did, we felt it we felt it, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and so we really, and actually the name of this, of the series of the book series is more. Mm-hmm. And it came from that. It came from that experience. So that was a blooper in some ways. We probably shouldn't have jumped in that far that fast and went that way. But in the end of the day, I don't think it's hindered anything we've done since it definitely solidified the journey I was on with what I was writing. And, uh, We've never, we've never been in that situation again that far. Um, but again, I don't think either one of us would run away from that if we found somebody like that either. Not at all. Yeah. So I guess in a way it was, but in a way it wasn't. Yeah, um, and, I th- and I think, you know, what's hard sometimes is when you look at a situation like that and you say, well, we went too fast or we went too deep or we did too much of this or too much of that. But at the same time, you were doing what felt right, you know, in the moment and you were following the things that you wanted to do. So to say it was too much or too soon or too this or too that, like, I think that's really a hard judgment to make yeah. because like you were doing what felt great. And like you said, it just felt like more of you. Right. And so like, yeah, I think I have a hard time and not that I'm saying you're wrong, but like, I have a hard time viewing things as like, oh, well, we shouldn't be doing this or we shouldn't be doing that because like we should be doing what makes us yeah, feel, what makes yeah. us feel good and what makes the people around us feel good. And, and yeah, if you get to a point where it stops feeling good, then you, you reevaluate and figure it out. But now well, it was a beautiful lesson. Like I said, that was the first thing that came to mind, but at the end we really can't qualify it as that. The other thing that we were talking about, and actually we've, we've, we've bumped into this a couple times. So we're relearning some things that we, you know, we're, we're actually relearning some things now that we probably learned a few years back. And I think that COVID maybe has lent itself to that a little bit, but, um, Amplified we, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, um, 
a lot of our lifestyle friends are in giant chat groups. I think that's pretty standard in the lifestyle. And so, you know, we have a pretty good group of people and we, you know, chat every day and everybody's got something fun to say and, you know, we're, we're all close. And then we, you know, plan events together. And, you know, there are times that, um, you know, my husband is a natural entertainer and he absolutely adores attention and laughter. He loves to make people laugh. And can the, you rest? Okay, start over with that sentence. I think that's he great. loves attention. You do love attention. No, I love. I love to make people happy. You do. That's you do. But is. no, he is a natural entertainer, and he loves to make people happy and make people laugh. And so we have this giant group of people that you know, he, and he's super great at it. He's great at chatting, and which is not necessarily, I think, sometimes that's. I mean. I think sometimes the girls chat more than the boys, but not, not my husband. He's a great chatter. So, but there are just times that I need to check out, you know, I, I just need to not be there for a few minutes. And like, I can, I can go days without logging on and I don't have to chime in. And, and there's been times that, you know, he doesn't want to be the only, you know, the single dude on the chats. He's like, hey, go say this or go go say that. So-and-so's talking to you. So-and-so. And so I find myself, you know, logging on when I don't necessarily want to. And and I think we coined the phrase the other night. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I want to be your wife, not your wingman. And we, we've, and so, okay, what does that mean? And so, you know, we've talked about feelings and getting feelings hurt and how that, you know, how we're going to navigate that. And so I think we've done that sometimes before where we've kind of split and I've just kind of done less and he's done more. And then we don't feel like we're on the same page. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to log on to be his wingman. I, I just want to be his wife. <laughs> so, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, he's never done that with any intention of leaving me out or, you know what I mean, any of that. It's just we're just on two different energy planes when it comes to that. And Mm -hmm. so we bump into that once in a while and we'll get our feelings hurt and have to talk about it and regroup. And we've we've gone radio silent a few different times. We were talking about that recently. Like, maybe it's time to just say we're out for a week or two and just stop all the chatter because it can be and mostly just because it's super fun and everybody's awesome (laughs) but you find yourself with your phone in your face all the time and you know like the kids have homework they need help with or I don't know (laughs) yeah it's 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 really easy to get wrapped up in and and realize then when you step take a step back that oh my gosh I've especially if you have any of those trackers on your phone that tell you how long you're in each app. And sometimes, sometimes. No, we don't. Okay, I don't good. know about that. <laughs> Someone what? was telling me about that recently. They're like, uh, yeah, like hours of this day of like in texting and everything like that. You don't realize it. Cause it's just like a minute yeah. here, a minute there, but it yeah. adds up for so long. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I know you think about that and you're like, what did I do with this two and a half hours book? Four years ago. Yeah. Right. Know, er, er, early on in this, I mean, I was just like, there's, oh, wow, look at all these awesome people. And we can just talk. I could, we could talk to them all the time. And honey, get on here and let's talk with these guys. And I mean, it, it was, and I had a different job back then and was able to pretty much just coast and just spend a whole day on my phone while I was at work. And then come home and say, oh, honey, you got to catch up on this. And, 
Yeah, no, it was, for sure. I was that guy. Of course I turned into that guy. I was like, wow, look at this world. Um, we are both jumping with both feet kind of people. So sometimes, and then, which is so funny because we've talked about that too. Before we were together, I was the one that was, you know, you know, over the top and more of this and more, you know, just kind of all in all the time with whatever I was at. And then I met him and he's just that tick above me. So now I'm the one that has to reel things in once in a while. That's like, I'm dang it. I didn't want to be that girl, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what we do. And, but yeah, no, it's, you, you can have fun all the time if you want to. And you sometimes just have to say, okay, so set it aside. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's, it's a great perspective and it's, you know, it's, it kind of goes back to that. Like you're doing what you want to do in the moment, but sometimes you get to a point where you're like, it's not that you didn't want to be doing that, but you, you sometimes have to like remind yourself that there are other things. And <laughs> even though you, you still would like enjoy being in the texting for 10 hours a day, like you've got to take care of some other stuff. And that's <laughs> sometimes hard to pull yourself back out of. Yeah. Well, these days I can't even keep up with it. I'm just like, okay, there's yeah. so many, so many people saying so many things and so many great pictures, great guys. I just, well, they are got to find the balance in that as well as other things. Yeah, exactly. And then the only other blooper blooper we could think of was the time at the club when you kicked one of our friends off the bed. (laughs) Well, he had it coming. (laughs) We met up with some friends and went to the club and hung out with a bunch of different friends. And, but we'd kind of already communicated with them that, okay, you guys, we're going to go hang out in a room with you guys tonight. And, and we went back there and started hanging out and things got hot and heavy. And well, she's pretty noisy when she's having fun. Well, he was like, we were just laughing. We were having well, a Well, no, no, that, that was later. But yeah, Sylvie. So that's that's my biggest issue. That's my only thing with with when we're, you know, same room only is I'm hearing rhythm. Mm-hmm. Sylvie's pretty noisy. Mm-hmm. And we were having all this fun, but you know, it's kind of a thing. Same room is, you know, I, I'm listening to Sylvie's rhythm and I don't, I, I'm trying to pay attention to, we were having fun with these people and it was great, but Sylvie and well, the gal I was with her husband, they were kind of finished for the moment. And, and laughing our butts off and, and having fun and talking. Hanging out at the bottom <laughs> of the bed and laughing and well, his wife and I were still trying to concentrate, and I just, out of nowhere, said, and this guy's a lot bigger than me, by the way. I just want to clarify. He's like 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, dude, you got to be quiet. I'm trying to fuck your wife right now. Can you please, can you please let me concentrate? He actually warned him. He said, if you don't, I'm going to kick you off the bed. And we kept chatting and laughing. And so he did. He just kicked him off the bed. And it was just the funniest. It was the most fun ever. I mean, this poor guy again, flying off the bed. His feet are straight in the air. He's six four. And then we all laughed. That worked out really well for you. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I feel like that. a blooper in doing something wrong. But God, if there would have been a camera there. It would have just yeah. been epic. <laughs> I, say, I, I feel like that may have had the opposite effect. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it was sure it was fun. It'll be a memory forever. We laugh yeah. about every now and then. It, so was, it was warranted. That's all I know. <laughs> no, that what was the other blooper that you mentioned? I think we've said three. I think we're good. Oh, okay. 
Well, no, we, we were just saying that the very first time that we were with our friends, the, the very first couple we were with, they came over to the house and we were trying so hard to be sexy. Oh my God. We were trying so hard to be sexy. Oh yeah. And it just wasn't. I mean, it was just funny and people were falling down and elbowing somebody else in the face. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a cluster and we just all started laughing. We're like, God, porn, porn bloopers have got to be the best. It's got to be exactly this. Cause it just, you know, you, when you've never really done it before, we were all like, okay, well, they'd done it before, but we were all like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. And this is how it's supposed to look. And this is how it's supposed to sound. And yeah, no, there was elbows and eyeballs and, you know, people falling down and <laughs> I know <laughs> just- over. there's not enough room. This is a tiny bed. And that was awesome. We just laughed. The whole thing was a blooper. And we decided yeah. that one bloopers are got to be the best. Actually, that's that's my favorite. That was one of my favorite moments early on in all of this is just... The human wheel. Yeah, just the connection of real people that are smart, intelligent, kind, funny, warm human beings that are that are not out there to screw up the world somehow. Just... You know, having an experience, having an experience together that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I I was laughing like two, so, you know sex with two people is can be awkward and then you add more than that and it's like all hope is lost. It's going to be like, <laughs> hilarious at times, right? Like yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Sylvie, do you mind? Uh, you mentioned your book a few times. Do you want to share a little bit more about it and tell everybody maybe where they can find it? And we'll make sure to put links to everything in the show notes. Um, and then we'll let you two get along with your evening. And um, thank you for coming on the show. Well, actually, what I'm writing is a trilogy. The trilogy's name is More. The first book, uh, the title of the first book is Fun. So more fun. Um, And it is. It's a story about a couple that's been married for 20 years that are empty nesters. And they are out to have a new, to sow some wild oats and explore some fantasies that they may have had and just kind of put on the back burner because of their kids. Um, But they are. They are 20 years married, completely in love. They are um, also sexually adventurous all by themselves. They're not... They aren't experiencing, you know, they're not experiencing any lag in their relationship, no lag in the bedroom. So all of that stigma that came from the other stories I had read is not there. I was really in a story to explore people who were really happy, really in love and very sexually active and, and then exploring something new. And they do. They go out and they organically actually find someone that they get to spend a fantastic evening with and find that. They enjoy each other so much. They enjoy another evening and another evening and another evening. And it just turns into so much more. So the story really is about, can you, can you invite another person into a relationship and and can it work? Mm -hmm. So, and so that's, that, that's the, the first book. The second book will be released this spring. It's almost ready to hit the stands. And that one is called love. So first one is fun. The second one is love. You can buy the books on Amazon. It's on Kindle Unlimited for free. So if you are a Kindle Unlimited member, you can download the book for free. And then there's also an ebook and a paperback on Amazon. Very awesome. cool. And then are you in the middle of writing the last one? 
Um, actually, I'm still finishing up like editing and the final details of the second one. And uh-huh. then, yes, just within the next couple of weeks, we'll be shifting into the third. Yay. So. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And and well, again, we'll put links in the show notes so people can go and find all of that. And thank you both for coming on and sharing and for the laughs. Yes. And it's been a great conversation. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else that you'd like to share before we let you go? No, I think the only thing that, sorry, the only thing that I want to share that if it makes sense to incorporate is um, the reviews have been exactly what I want them to be, that there's really so many people saying that there's the one thing that's made it very hard to get the book out there to the world is that there's not a lot of books. There's not a lot of poly romances out there. There's a lot of erotic books out there that are kind of just cold and mechanical and again, a cautionary tale or lies and deceit and betrayal, but there's not a lot of sweet poly romances and and it's not an easy book. I mean, any of these relationships aren't. So there's ups and downs and things that they're going through, but, um, but it comes from this beautiful place. And so it's really hard to market it because there's nothing else really I keep hearing. There's not a lot out there like it. So I've been doing a lot of marketing to the poly community and some of the, some of the menage um, um, book reviewers and in the reviews, if you go to Amazon and read them, you'll hear quite often is, wow, there's nothing like this. This is really beautiful. Like I was expecting it is hot. It's it's melt your Kindle hot, but (laughs) it's, it's, I didn't expect to love them so much and root for them so much. It really opened my eyes to this kind of relationship in a whole new way. And that's really, really what I wanted for the world. And so it's been, I've been very, very proud of it. And I hope more people read it. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. That's really awesome to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and thanks maybe. for what all the good you guys do too. I mean, exactly. Oh. I mean, the reason that, like I said, I wrote the book for me, but then when I finished it and let a couple of people read it and they loved it, I'm like, you know what? I want this to be out there in the world and mm-hmm. I want to make my little tiny bit of difference too. You guys are doing amazing things and I hope that my little novel for fun can do a little bit of that too. Of yeah, course. absolutely. And, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we're always happy to uh, help spread the word. So we'll make mm-hmm. sure everybody hears about it and we're excited to get it out there yeah thanks guys thank you so much and uh have a wonderful rest of your evening yeah you guys too thank you guys so much no worries take care and we're back i was waiting for you to do it with me nope (laughs) never again thank you so much sylvie and jeff for reaching out and coming on the show and we're so excited to get your story out there and also promote your book so it's awesome and thank you again yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the fun conversation. It was a delight. And also, I will just throw this out there. Uh, Jeff was a little worried because he wasn't feeling well and he was afraid he didn't come off that great, but I felt he did. Yes, so me too. I'm not too worried about it. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks for powering through. And as we said in the intro, we we're going to talk a little bit more about Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform that allows content creators to uh, build communities that help support them financially. And what we've done with ours is build an awesome community of non-monogamous interested people. <laughs> Not all of them are non-monogamous, that's for sure. No, um, but it, just we, interested in it at least. Yeah, we've got like 150 plus members. It's awesome. We have a MeWe chat group that's ongoing. We have monthly Q&As. We have men's groups and women's groups and we're doing game we do game nights we've just we've just really turned it into uh 
a great supportive community where people can come and learn more and just be around other people like them. And so if that's something you're looking for, if you're struggling to find that, definitely check it out. It's only a couple bucks a month. And if you don't like it, you can just cancel. It doesn't hurt our feelings, um, but we think you might enjoy it. So check it out again, our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Patreon tab at the top and you'll learn all about it. Or in your podcast player, there's Patreon links there as well. Um, And, you know, if you have any questions, just let us know. And before we go, a really quick reminder to go sign up for our virtual meet and greet tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Sign up today. (laughs) It's March 18th, which is a Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. These are open to anyone who wants to join. They're only $10. Great way just to meet open-minded people and have some fun conversation. Uh, If you happen to miss this one in March, don't worry. We will be doing another one in April. That date will be coming out soon. Again, our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the meet and greet tab to sign up. And next week, next Wednesday, we have an interview with Leanne, and it's a beautiful interview. Not going to say much else. Nope. You'll have to tune in and enjoy it. It is super fun, and we're super excited to get it out there. Uh, Thank you in advance, Leanne, and thank you again, Sylvia and Jeff, and I think that's it. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.